This is the Drunken Comedian Podcast with your host, Matt Hoss. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Drunken Comedian Podcast. I'm Matt Hoss, I'm your wondrous host, and today I will take you on a voyage to an uh, um, interesting alley, which um, I, that's, sounds a bit creepy when I say it like that, but uh, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you back here in the firm hands of 2019. There's a great year ahead of us in terms of uh, comedy, and uh, with this podcast we have some amazing guests lined up. And and also in my day-to-day life as a comedian, there's some really cool stuff happening this year, which I'm really proud of. Uh, some of my weirdest work is coming out, and I'll talk to you all about that at the end of the podcast. But for now, I, I want to. Re- I'm super excited about this guest, and this is a, an act I've uh, uh, kind of I contacted quite uh, quite early into 2018. Tried to organise something, uh, nothing really came. But during Edinburgh Fringe this year, uh, we managed to do a, a a podcast together, and that is with the wonderful Jenny Collier. And Jenny is one of these people that uh, she's a club favourite, uh, and she's done loads of Edinburgh Fringes, and uh, she is one of these people that is uh, just ultimately very engaging, and uh, uh, once she's on stage, you she's one of these people you don't look at your watch, it, she just really, she's one of these acts that, as soon as the moment she, she stands on stage, you're with her for the next 20 minutes, uh, or next hour or so, she's a really captivating performer. So this is an episode I was really looking forward to doing. However, this is the most recent episode I recorded at the Edinburgh Fringe. It's the last one I did. Uh, it's it's not the last one of the series. We have one more, and that'll come out next month. And for this this recording, uh, there is quite a noticeable uh, uh, there's quite a noticeable uh, issue with it. As soon as the episode begins, you will hear uh, quite bad audio. Uh, there's uh, I was thing is, is this isn't suitable for the podcast. Uh, similar with the Rick Carranza one of last month, uh, we did it at the uh, uh, at the Guild Balloon quite late on in the festival, and uh, basically people were getting very drunk. It was very loud, but it was the only time we could do it for the whole festival, and it wasn't ideal. But I thought we had. I, I was meeting up with Jenny, so we thought plow ahead and do it. And yeah, yeah, it's very. Um, very, it's very noticeable. However, it kind of gets it's part of the the ethos and the atmosphere of the podcast. You know, it feels like you're, you're drinking at Edinburgh Fringe. It's uh, it's great. Get get a gin tonic, get ready for it. Uh, but what it means is that there is um, I say there is quite a lot of noise in the background, and it does become a narrative of the the podcast if, uh, in a way. But beyond that, there is a uh, the reason I didn't delete it. Uh, is because the interview with Jenny is really, really good. Uh, the things that she says is very poignant, and uh, she's incredibly funny. And on top of that, uh, as a comedian, um, she's very insightful to see how things are done as well. So I think this interview is really, really rewarding as well, especially for any new acts as well. And I think uh, it was one of my favourites to do as well. Uh, Jenny is a delight, and you'll you'll find that out yourselves. As you took yourselves in to this amazing 24th episode of the Drunken Comedian Podcast. Take it away. I hope you're ready for our podcast today, and I hope you're ready for what we're about to say. Like you didn't come play on a bus or a train, because we're going to go straight inside your brain. Get ready for the podcast. Yeah. Hope you're ready for the podcast. I bet you're ready for the podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're probably ready. Enjoy the podcast. My day today has been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, but I got up earlier than I normally would, and then it turned out that was to no avail. For the reason that I got up early, ended up not happening. So I went back to bed at about 1 p.m., which is not good for the psyche. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then I um, went and did my show, had a reviewer in. Oh, really? And, and it was one of the shows. I've had some really lovely ones, and I've had quite a few lovely ones in a row, where you think, okay, I'm ready for a nice reviewer to come and have a nice time. And then the audience just went, not today. Oh, it always happens as well. Yeah. I, I, um, I've got a show... Um, like yeah, early morning show it's mm. half ten which is already quite crazy but like mm. uh, 
mostly most people get breakfast and they uh, they re they really go for it. Uh, but uh, we had Broadway Baby in uh, last week and. Uh, the only day where the audience was really quiet and reserved was mm. the one day they were reviewing. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Is yeah. it like, are we projecting ourselves? Well, this is it. This is the thing that I found so frustrating because like, you almost want to preempt a bad review by saying online, mm. by the way, I had an audience who hated me yeah, yeah. Like, and I had a reviewer. <laughs> but uh, they're not laughing at us. And, um, <laughs> well, we, we, <laughs> we had <laughs> No, actually, um, they're about to listen to the podcast in the future, but it's so funny. It reverberates in the past. That's Exactly. Yeah, well, I'm very optimistic like that. <laughs> I, I used to, oh, you mentioned that you um, you went had a nap in the afternoon, and uh, mm. I, I used to have a friend that used to nap four times a day as well, which is like that's not healthy, is it? No, yeah. that doesn't sound very good. I, are you a, a napper? I don't like um, in my sister's words, daytime naps say they're your friend, but they're not your yeah, friend. Yeah. So you think that it's doing you good, but actually it's not doing you any good at all. Um, yeah, but I think it's like I can't blame that or. <laughs> This is so weird, Jenny. I'm really <laughs> Not every podcast is like this, and uh, I, I realised this is a first impression. Where I was like, mm, "You've got to see." Do you know what weird. I found about Edinburgh? There is not a single place with silence. Yeah, right. Even the place that you've paid a thousand pounds to sleep in at night yeah. is just a, a noise pollution magnet. Yeah, and um, I, I the first couple of days, I uh, I'm taking for Laura Lexus here, oh, and yeah. uh, I am, um, and I'm currently south of Meadows. But like the the tenancy didn't start to the second, and I was there from the thirty first. And uh, I, uh, I realised that um, I had to stay over at hers for the first couple of days, and she's pretty central in there in Edinburgh. And I, I woke up on her couch every single morning to bagpipes and stuff like that, yeah. and, just, and there was no like curtains or anything oh. like that. So I was just like, oh god! It's like, and the things that we do as performers, it's like, like. It's like essentially it's like cabin fever for, for the whole of a city yes. over a month. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It is extremely claustrophobic, extremely uh, <laughs> all-consuming, overwhelming, and unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how has your general fringe gone so far into your show? Are you happy with your show? Yeah, really happy with it. I've been having a great time. At the beginning, it was a bit up and down because there were some shows where it was a bit of a flat sort of feel to it, like there wasn't really good vibes. But I think this this happens sometimes where you just think if, as long as I've got faith in it, yeah. it's fine. Are you quite good for having that faith as well? Or? Um, so my faith grows through the month where I'm like, no, I've written this deliberately. Yeah. This is what is funny. It's worked in preview. It's worked like in Edinburgh. So every time that it goes not as good, you just go, it's just one of those things. Dust yourself off and carry on. Yeah. And yeah, so it was a bit up and down at, at the beginning. Had a few really nice ones, and then today, yeah. crash and burn. It wasn't a death, but yeah. it was just like one of those ones where you come out going, hmm, so not that, ideal. So is that part of the emotional roller coaster? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you think that's because of? I, I'm not trying to house this or anything, but uh, is is it because of the nap, or was it just? Do you reckon the audience were just not on it? On I think, I don't know, I get, there's no way of knowing. Some people, yeah, yeah, I've, sorry, I, yeah. I've never had walkouts, but then three people walked out today, really near the beginning, and they said, sorry, we're hungover and it's too hot, it's too hot in here. And it, it was too hot, like yeah. today was a very hot day. And the room itself is too hot to perform comedy in. Yeah. It's a miracle that anybody stays ever. Yeah. What I can't figure out is that it's normal job, that room. It's, <laughs> the, the normal job of... The normal job of that room <laughs> is to be a nightclub. <laughs> uh, are you in um, espionage? Yeah, so yeah. it's normally a nightclub. So there's normally people dancing in there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I can't imagine doing anything other than standing and talking quite low energily. Well, we're having a great time, yeah. Oh, we are? Yeah. But just, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very loud. Yeah, but then again, I think... Um, yeah, usually like Lockbar's really quiet as well, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's in the daytime, but I reckon it's now is just the time where people are going... Let's hit the booze, yeah. middle of the end of the run. Yeah, you know. Sorry, I didn't really preempt. Ten that to as ten. Well. Well, why don't we just have a, why don't we just record a conversation, just have a nice time, and uh, <laughs> yeah. if it's not salvageable, we'll still have a very lovely time. Together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so um, one of the things I've always like, I've always liked you as a stand-up, but uh, one of the things that is oh, uh, that is more to that sentence, but uh, that is very true. That is very true in all the same vein. Uh, I think uh, uh, well, I won't be sycophantic, but uh, I think you're great. Uh, but on top of that, uh, the thing that's always really kind of blown my mind is uh, you always have great show titles as well. Like, oh, uh, like uh, so, uh, could you give uh, the podcast listeners some examples of show titles? Sure. So my first solo show was called Love and Time of Collier. Yeah, which uh, is like. 
just so perfect, Thanks. you know. <laughs> like, 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 it just, oh, it's just that. If if there's an award for show titles, that's like just, uh, honestly, like. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I don't think I'll ever top that one. Well, um, I think I've had some pretty good ones in all oh, this. So then, the year after that, I I went a bit off piece and did Jenny Say Qua. Yeah. So it's not a film title, but it's just or a book title or anything, but it's yeah. that. And then I had Jen Her. Yeah, which I I, I don't know why, but that's always just I. When I think about show names, it's not a Jen Hera though, is it? So, uh, yeah, you're my point of reference, if you know. Oh, thanks! That was nice to hear. Um, cool. Um, yeah, then I had Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Jen. Yes, yeah. And then this year, A Few Good Jen. Today, when I was flying, I flyered somebody and they went, Ha! A Few Good Jen, huh? Feminist comedy. It doesn't say feminist comedy anywhere on the flyer, but they just decided that's what it was. Yeah, I find that kind of weird on the, uh, on the fringe. Um, because uh, I think uh, I fly for the half as well, which mm. is um, Daniel Ward's play, and uh, and it's not a quote a feminist play. I mean, the production team is all female, and they kind of they promote uh, they're trying to close their the gender gap, so to speak. But uh, the uh, yeah, people always go, oh, is it a feminist play? It's like. No, I don't know why you brought that up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as if there's a slight defensiveness about yeah, it. Yeah, why would you shy away from equality for men and women? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found some, um, shall we say, some uh, right-wing uh, media uh, readers, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, uh, and they, uh, they, you can always tell them that when you're flying them, they're always a bit like, whoa, like women doing performance. Oh, what is God. this? Uh, yeah, and yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, yeah, I, I find it a bit strange. And like, uh, I. Um, it, it's kind of weird when they're at your show because, like, like I don't know, they're just not my kind of my people. Totally. I once, once I, uh, I, I used to do a routine about feminism uh, about a couple of years ago, and I, I had to do a gig outside of Bolton, and uh, I, um, I, to, uh, I kind of forgot I had the gig, so I drove there last minute. I was like, oh, I'm not sure. What the, I'll do the feminist routine. That'll be fine. Yeah. And I, I went upstairs, and it was, the audience was entirely filled of 50 white Bolton blokes with their arms crossed. Oh, if you know what I mean, it's like that's not my demo. That's not. Yeah, no. That's not who it's for. No. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, so it's a bit of a um, you have to pick your audience. Yeah. So, uh, but then on the flip side, uh, today, um, I, I always find it a bit like kind of like, I don't know, like, I always find it a bit weird when they're, they're like people from Sea Binion be like, oh, check out my feminist comedy. It's like, oh, do you need to do you need, yeah, yeah. need advertise it as a yeah, feminist yeah. thing? I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I, then again, I always feel very self conscious when I talk about those things because as, as a white male cis kind of heteronormative guy, I'm like, do I, I can't really put my my views at the forefront of this, you know what I mean? I, I, I can be supportive, but by God, don't don't dominate, you know what I mean? So, which I realise I'm doing now, so I'm so sorry. Don't apologise. Um, no. So what's your show about this year? This year my show is about things that have happened to me within the last year yeah. that make, can make the audience relate, but also go, lol, I'm glad I'm not here. <laughs> and um, they... Uh, yeah, it's just lots of things to do with living where I live. I yeah. moved house thrice this year. Wow, really? Um, yeah. And, How um, was that experience for you? It was um, dra- very tiring, draining, but quite lolworthy because everywhere <laughs> that I live is quite humorous. And then I, um, I play a game with my friends who've got real jobs and homes and lives where I get them to guess how shit my living situations are uh-huh. and uh, and so I play the game with the audience as well so it's like guess whether yeah. and they have to say yes or no yeah. and um, so it's really straightforward yes or no just like Brexit yes. and, then, <laughs> um, and then so it's all that sort of thing but it's not really a theme it's just those stories and a couple of other stories that are kind of vaguely related yeah so um, when, when you're building in this new hour uh, um, do you always just go for stuff that's happened in your year or uh, have you ever tried like a thematic blend oh or? well there's like there's things that have happened in like previous years that have made it into this year's show because I haven't used them in other shows yeah, and stuff like that so it's a bonus as well oh so. yeah yeah so like it's, if it's stuff that I've maybe tried before but only got the balls to say this year or like or it's never really fit in with anything else but it does fit in this year then I put yeah. it in and um, luckily plenty of wacky shit's happened this year that it's been able to go in I, I say I really love the term and I'm, I've never heard it before but lol worthy that's, oh, that's, 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 um, that that's got to be a dictionary definition <laughs> I love that um, I don't know I don't think that I invented it maybe I did who knows <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you should you should claim it, you know, claim it as your own. I think there's a uh, <laughs> create the Collier dictionary, yeah, yeah, and sell it as merch afterwards. Oh my god, that's such a good idea. Yeah, that is a really good idea. Okay. Well, you know, I, I should get at least half the profits for this. So. <laughs> you know, I've been doing a few of these podcasts throughout the fringe, and for each one, we created a brand new idea. So yeah. I think 
you know, maybe we should we could like a catalogue of different stuff as well. Yeah. We, we should write that. It'd be good. Yeah. You know, by we, I mean definitely you. Me. But like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will edit. I don't know. Like, uh, I'm, I'm there uh, to, to pastoral honest, support. This is going to sound like I'm um, trying to ditch out of giving you any percentage of it, but I have this idea has come up before, but it's only talking about it now that's reminded me. <laughs> and so, sorry, all yeah. the money's mine. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I I won't fight you legally, but, uh, but I, I know morally that you're wrong. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, um, yeah, so uh, what, you mentioned that you, you use um, certain shows that you uh, don't have the balls to say certain things, yeah, uh, but yeah. you have done. Uh, yeah. Do you find that it, is it because you're growing confidence in your career, or is it a thing that you think? No, I, I think this is more of a thematic fit. Or what, what, what's the decision to say that material? That's a really good question. Um, I don't know if it is necessarily thematic fit. I think it might be desperation for material, <laughs> <laughs> which is quite. A, it's, it's both like, do I actually have the ball to say this? I have to say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got this year. I I do have the thing where I'm able to cut stuff out because I've got more stuff than I need, which is a great position to be in. And I could, if I'd been a bit of a wuss about it, gone, yeah, I'll cut out the bit that I'm a bit, you know, maybe uncomfortable if my parents are there. Yeah. But when it gets biggest laughs, I don't want to cut it out. And so I want to keep it in. Although it might paint me in a bit of a... Well, no, none of it paints me in a bad light, but it's just a bit, you know, a bit embarrassed, a bit, Mm -hmm. like... And cringy things but then again I think that's also where the comedy comes from because if you are a little bit reluctant to say something yeah. that's also where the comedy is exactly, as well. like, yeah. uh, I think that's where the greatest material yeah. lies as yeah. well because uh, this year I've got a poem um, I, when I was 18 I went on the lad's holiday and I wrote a poem for a girl who I fell in love with uh, oh. and I, I read it out to her and all of her friends and uh, oh. it's, it's really kind of cringy it's like something I'm like it's really like, ugh, it's a bit like yeah. teenage romance kind of cringe yeah, yeah. kind of thing but um and uh, having to perform that in front of my parents and family is a really hard thing to do but also adds another element to it as well because yeah. people can kind of uh, relish in that as yeah, well yeah. but uh, yeah so but I think that's oh, that's also where the greatest it's also where uh, you, you as a persona lives yeah, as well yeah I think that's, that's true because yeah. how you react and your def- the justification for that is also yeah. really interesting so, <laughs> yeah. so what embarrassing stuff has happened uh, <laughs> that you can't you, that you're willing to disclose on the podcast <laughs> oh um, well it's part it's in the show okay yeah so, so you've got to yeah. come to the show no no, no um, you, you're, not, you're welcome to not mention it so the story I can tell you like the theme okay that's, that's so there's one story so last year it was quite a rude show as well mm-hmm. and so last year I had a bit in it about wanking <laughs> and a bit about boning yeah and I was really like nervous about it and nervous about who might see it and like yeah. parents and stuff but as soon as I stopped worrying then it became much more fun and the audience enjoyed it more so even though there is that element of like uh, I'm telling you a cringy story it's still as long as you sell it with the confidence that like I'm yeah. saying this and I'm not ashamed then the audience enjoy it more I think it's also very relatable as well like, yeah uh, yeah because like yeah. Not, not in a creepy way but like uh, but I mean like if having the power to kind of say okay I'm owning this yeah uh, and exactly and people can kind of go oh wow and uh, yeah. yeah that's where um, a lot of the a lot of belly laughs come from yeah from the kind of like Freudian kind of relief if you know what I mean exactly <laughs> so, not, again that's a literally what an amazing literally, phrase literally a Freudian slip there that's amazing <laughs> but um, yeah this year there's one story about wanking and one story about boning and I'm just like yeah I just have to sell it with yeah. complete confidence um, even if I like, it's it's hard to describe because it's like with confidence but also with that element of I know this is a cringy story so yeah, it's like yeah. trying to get the balance of not being too embarrassed that the audience are actually awkward for yeah, you yeah because I remember when I first started comedy as well like when they I'm, I'm trying to be awkward on stage but if I'm actually like bona fide awkward it's just an un- unenjoyable experience <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, so yeah. when you have control of the awkwardness yeah, then yeah. you can kind of uh, uh, pass it out when you want it exactly you know I mean? and, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, but I think that's just miles on the clock so to yeah, speak yeah. So, uh, yeah. um, so is there any stuff that you don't have to say what it is but is there any stories that you're uh, currently like no I can never say that on stage or if it, even if it's a very funny story or um there's no, no, everything that I think is funny at the moment that has happened to me or that I thought of 
I'm merrily putting in. There's plenty of stories that are like maybe shocking or a bit sort of outrageous, but I don't think they're funny enough. They're just sad, yeah, 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 yeah. gross things that happen to me that aren't really funny. Yeah, there's been lots of moments where I've um, I, I've been trying to put lots of things in the fringe. Uh, lots of stuff happening at the fringe where I try to put on stage, but people are just like, is that funny? It's like, but I thought it was. But it's just sad. Yeah. Like, I um, yesterday, oh, a couple of days ago, I was. Um, very hungover, and uh, and what had happened is that I was flying for Daniel Ward, and uh, <laughs> what had happened is that I met my uh, my old school, like my, my secondary school's like crush. I walked up and said, hey, "Hey, man, I haven't seen you for years." I was like, "Oh, hey!" And I was like barely keeping it together. I was at my low point at the fringe, and uh, like, this is my boyfriend Craig, and like obviously like it was such a, a sweet time to see her, but also in the same vein, I was like, "Oh, uh, like oh my god!" Like uh, um, so I. Uh, I kind of mumbled my way through the conversation. I, I uh, was very, uh, very aud- like audibly hungover, if you know what I mean. And then, uh, I hugged Heather to say goodbye, and I hugged Craig, but I hugged Craig for too long, if you know what I mean. Like, and I wouldn't let go, and she was like tapping me on the shoulder. Oh my god! <laughs> just like I need this more than you do, Heather. <laughs> so, um, so I, try- I, I think that's a funny story, but a lot of people have been kind of like, when I sit on stage, people are like, oh, okay. It's like, it's like no, it's, it's supposed to be funny, but like, like, they know it's a joke. Um, yeah I had one uh, like a a cringy flyering experience this year because about a week in I fly at somebody and they said oh we saw you in a lineup show this is quite because I'm doing I can't believe that guy's laugh it's just insane isn't it Um, so quite a lot when I fly because I'm doing so many extra spots quite often people will be like oh we've seen you and I'll be like oh well come along and they'll be like yeah maybe and they'll take a flight but this guy he goes "Um, oh we saw you in in a lineup show the other day and I said Oh, well, it'll be different stuff. And he said, it'll still be you, though. Oh, what? Oh, my God. And, uh, and I, like, looking back, I think he might... He didn't say it in that tone. He didn't say, it'll still be you, though. He said, yeah, but it'll still be you. Or something like that. And I don't yeah. know if he was saying it a bit like... Because I said, it'll all be different stuff. I don't know if he thought I was saying that as a negative. And then he was saying, but it'll still be you. But it's so but easy it, to transfer it to... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. However your brain is that day can receive that information in the way that it yeah. wants. And so when I heard it, I was like... I said to him, like, oh, what? So you just hate me as a person? And then we all lolled. Yeah. But it wasn't clear. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. oh, like, what do you mean, bitch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no. But I think that's a perfect fringe storm. Right there, yeah. There's a person who's just, especially when you fire someone and they try and get some form of response because they're not used to thinking on their feet. Yeah, as well. yeah. Like, I hate when people go, uh, um, I'm busy at that time. Like, I haven't said what time it was. Yeah, yeah. So if you're gonna lie to me, lie efficiently. Yeah. Be like my parents. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I was talking to someone the other day, uh, to Darren Walsh actually, about yes, yeah. the different um, the different genres of flyer flyery. Yeah. People, I can't credit yeah, yeah. how much of a, how much he's loving life. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was that happy. You know? <laughs> 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 just take a little potion of his last day and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had Laura Lex in my audience today, and we were, um, I did this bit where. Uh, I just talk, like I just briefly mentioned about just like uh, my, like the, I had a friend who's really happy and I was like oh I hate her being happy and like, she doesn't even know what depression is and just me and Laura Lex laughed and we just laughed and <laughs> just laughed too much uh, very sad like we're very sad yeah. sorry <laughs> at this point in the fringe I'm just saying anything yeah so no what? I feel the same it's it's, it's a long old month isn't it yeah like that. Uh, so how many times have you been up in Edinburgh as well? Um, it's my, I think it's my tenth year. No. Oh my god. Uh, as a as a performer, play, sketch show, sketch show, two hander, two forty minutes. It's my ninth year performing. Oh my god. In a, on on the trot, I think as well. I don't think I've had any years off. So what? Um, uh, do you like doing it every single year? Or, yeah, um, yeah, I feel like I'm scared to, if I stop. Because I did Australia two years in a row, yeah. which I loved. But the year that I thought to myself, do you know what, I'm just going to give myself a break from the admin of organising it. And now the idea of organising it again yeah. seems like a real slog, whereas with Edinburgh, if you just keep in the, uh, the routine... Yeah, yeah. So like, it's like a cyclical thing. Exactly. Be, but yeah. then again, I feel like, I don't know, like... Um, 
it, it's such a um, trial and marathon and yeah. it's I guess it's a good practice to be in but I can I don't know I think it if you broken beaten and scarred in some ways as well and, and uh, some people are like yeah I had the year off it's, it's like but I feel like they, they feel like mi they're missing out yeah but then again I don't know like maybe it's nice to relax for a bit but yeah um, but then I think you can relax in September. Yes. And by the time it gets to Edinburgh, I'm like quite glad of the challenge and quite glad of yeah, the, yeah. the like the month of, as well of not travelling around too much. Oh my god! Yeah. The yeah. driving that you've got to do to perform all the time. It's like that's honestly my favourite thing about Edinburgh because I can walk home every time. Exactly. Yeah. And with this podcast in particular, it's really hard to organise, like especially drinking as yeah, well like, yeah. with other comedians. It's really, yes. but it's very easy to kind of. <laughs> sort out uh, if you know what I mean um, <laughs> I love how every time that cackle happens yeah. your eyes just die a bit yeah like I'm, I'm developing a twitch as it goes I think um, we have to credit this person so it's going to be the Jenny, Jenny Collier episode but also that guy <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's, absolutely he's a big loving fan. life. Absolutely big fan, you know. He's, uh, he's been dying to come on a podcast for a long time. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. but um, yeah, I I I I, I, uh, I live in North Yorkshire at the moment, so I have to drive all over the place. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I I do gigs in Kent as well. I run gigs there, Look so I, I literally and I do lots of in Scotland. So I literally up and down the country Whoa, all the time. Yeah, so that's it's, um, Yeah, and so it's quite nice that. Uh, all my comedy friends from up, uh, around the UK are all in one place as well, yeah, uh, yeah. and you don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah. And, uh, walking home, it's great. Yeah, yeah. And, it uh, is good. So, are you, are you based in London? Mm -hmm, yeah. And uh, and uh, have you? Um, <laughs> how do you find comedy in London? Is, is, are you, uh, that must be quite easy to get home, right? It's to get home. Well, because I'm I'm quite lazy now that I've got a car, so I like because when you get the tube, you've got to walk to the tube, you've got to get the tube, like maybe change once or twice. Yeah. Since I've got a car, I'm just like lazy ass mother hub Hubbard, where I just like get in my car, drive to just outside the venue, parking's free at night, yeah. so just park outside the venue, step outside. There are days where the step count on my phone is like under a hundred. <laughs> I think you're my hero. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so gigging in London is almost too easy, but then sometimes a lot of the time it's like you know new material nights yeah, so it's not yeah. necessarily paying particularly very much or yeah, yeah. you know sometimes at all um, but then obviously when you do paid gigs in London it's sweet yes, yeah. and um, and then driving helps for gigging out of town as well so like, I can't, it changed my life when I got a car yeah like, when, when did you get a car it was about two years ago so three years so relatively new right? yeah so, yeah so what's the biggest difference between uh, uh, like getting lifts and the trains to gigs and get, having your own car well I remember somebody told me when I first started out that somebody's bit of advice for being a comedian is don't make life horrible for yourself and I realised that I was making life horrible for myself when I would be standing on train platforms at like half eleven at night there's yeah. only one train that's going to take you from flipping Colchester to London or, or somewhere like even further away and it, you're there like standing there freezing even though you've got a load of layers on and it's raining and then there's really drunk people next to you on the yeah. train every, and this is one of the turning points was because every single weekend I was having people spew up right next oh to me my God. and I was like I can't watch another person spew up on a train platform it's too much yeah. every single yeah. weekend like I d the people who go out and do that I take my hat off to them yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah I, once I got a car it's just like oh you can just bypass all of that yeah and you can kind of like I don't know I, I, I'm I think driving gives you that kind of freedom and kind of like go, oh, I'm going to shoot off now and you can stay later at gigs as yes, well. Because exactly. I, I hate the feeling of, oh, I need to leave right now for a train if yes. you know I mean, or else I'm stranded yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, with a car, you can kind of be a bit more relaxed about it. However, yeah, I think, yeah. Um, then again, like long drives by yourselves can be, I find it draining sometimes. Like, uh, it can be, but I also a bit love it because I, I really do love driving. But yeah, if you're, if you're not 100%, a drive can be a real yeah. slow. Well, like if you're ill or tired or yeah definitely yeah. I think more because we mentioned napping earlier I always like especially if I've been working all day I get really tired between 4 and 5 but I feel like I should have a nap yeah. so like uh, usually you don't mm. so uh, I um, yeah so I go to a bit the drive there is always a bit not enough if you know yeah, what I mean yeah. but, um, so when you're driving to and from a gig <laughs> I love this man uh, <laughs> I invite him on but uh, 
Um, when you're dr- driving to and from a gig, uh, what do you do in the car? Do you, are you a podcast listener, music, or uh, <laughs> silence? Um, uh, I, I love, I li- listen to a lot of music, uh, mainly the radio. Okay. Because if I listen to Spotify or podcasts on my phone, my phone gets very hot. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Because yeah, yeah. I use it as a sat nav as well. Oh, my and God. And I've taken yeah. it out of its holster and it's like too hot to handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, that's not going to last long <laughs> doing that. So I, I don't really do that. Although I would prefer to do that because I think, listen, I cannot credit yeah. how, like, the stamina, the stamina of mirth. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever laughed that much in my life. <laughs> He sounds like a laugh track just on repeat. You know what I mean? Like a, yeah, it's quite something. I forgot uh, what we're talking about. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is derailed massively, hasn't it? Uh, it what, what radio stations do you listen to when you're driving? When I'm in London or the Manchester area, I listen to Radio X. Yes, yes. Love uh, a bit of Radio X. Who's your favourite presenter? Um, I quite like Johnny Vaughan. Yeah, yeah. And Ellison Robin are yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, oh, Ellison Robin, yeah. Ellison John. Yeah, uh, Ellison Ellis and John Robin. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. I, I know <laughs> who they are, but I can't. Um, but um, they're good. And then the ones who are just like new music a bit later. Oh, what's his name? The Late at Night. Oh, John music. Kennedy? Or? Yes, yeah, love him. Yeah, yeah, he's very love him. And, and all his new music is wonderful. Yes. Um, and then there's a few, there's one that really annoys me. Because <laughs> his voice reminds me of somebody that I used to have to work with. Okay. Oh, that's fascinating. But I can't disclose any more. Okay. Thing. I think podcast listeners infer as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, what job did you used to do before uh, comedy? Um, so I've done lots, lots of, lots of different jobs. Um, but the, my full-time job that I quit to focus on comedy was being a receptionist in a fertility clinic. Wow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, reception manager to be precise, <laughs> but I was about authoritative, as authoritative as Bungle from Rainbow. <laughs> so it was really unenjoyable. Um, oh, towards it. the end, it was fine at the start, but it, by the end it was hell on toast. Yeah. And um, so I quit that. And then I worked in a bathroom showroom like part-time. Yeah. which was ridiculous but also good for material when I was starting out yeah, yeah. and then I worked in a private members bar really part time Wow. and then I finally quit that altogether and just did stand up but before that I'd been like a hydrologist oh my. I'd been a, pot- a potter's assistant because okay. my, my dad pot- was a potter when he was working and I used to work there every summer that, as well. You, that's a very illustrious career yeah, yeah. I used to work on a boat collecting tickets oh on a lake God. in Snowdonia Oh my god! <laughs> um, what a call centre, call centre in Newcastle, fixing broadband. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! I didn't know I'm you'd... very old. Yeah. <laughs> I assumed you were like 25. <laughs> Stop it! That's music to my ears. Yeah. <laughs> Write it down. Get it tattooed on your face. <laughs> but it was through audio recorded uh, yes. uh, to the sound of laughter. <laughs> but, uh... The lols have stopped now, though, haven't they? Because I truly do look 25. Yeah. So that guy's gone. So yeah. It's okay. yeah. Thank you. That's really kind of you to say. I didn't know you uh, used to live in Newcastle as well. So, uh, um, how? Uh, when did you live, used to live in Newcastle? I lived in Newcastle from 2002 until five. Yeah. Um, because I worked. I went to uni there. Oh, it's for three years. Oh yeah. Graduated in 2005. I oh, know. I lived there till 2007. Because I worked in a call centre for two years after uni. Yeah. Because I forgot to carry on with my life. Oh, that's great. That's another sound. Why? Uh, this is the most <laughs> podcast. In... Yeah, it really I'm, is. I'm, I'm so sorry. I don't apologise. It's not your I, fault. I, I bet it's going to be a firework display any minute. Just, <laughs> just to ruin true, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the worst job you've ever had? Um, I've had, like... Lots of them were bad in very different ways. A lot of them were bad because I didn't know what the hell I was meant to do. <laughs> you know when you've got a job and you don't really know what your job is? I used to work in McDonald's and, uh, yeah, just tit around <laughs> the whole shift as well. Yeah, when I worked in um, call centre, I didn't understand broadband. It was like, <laughs> and so it was really hard. It was really hard to try and fix it. <laughs> oh my, that's really, it's like, uh, my, pro, my, my router isn't working. Yeah. Good okay. luck! <laughs> yeah. 
fact, yeah. So like, That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Was, um, that was quite tough. But I, look, I worked with great people there, so it was fun. Yeah. Um, when I worked in the fertility clinic, I worked with total bastards. Yeah. So it was really nice to leave there because it was like, uh-huh. by the time I left, it had all gone horribly sour. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. it was really bad times. And then because I was, then I went kind of um, not working for a bit, and then I went back to customer service, i.e. private uh-huh. members bar. And I found that really tough because I was, here we go. For fuck's sake. Here we go. Oh my God. A couple of rockets. Um, Are you fucking kidding? I said that as a joke. You predicted it pretty well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so, um, oh, it's just the solitary firework. (laughs) Hey, Matt's doing a podcast. Fire! Uh, okay, well, I've got some uh, generic podcast questions. Here we go. Yeah, uh, good. Firstly, uh, how is how's your gin and tonic? Absolutely wonderful. I really want to put, sorry, chewing ice. Little public service announcement to all fringe bar staff. Kindly note that tonic water is different to soda water. Oh, my God. And this, they've nailed, is perfectly correct. Okay, okay I was going to say. But a lot right. of times when I've been out in Edinburgh, I've been like, d- d- gin and tonic. And they give you gin and soda water, and Which it's is, fucking disgusting. Yeah, because it, tonic water is a different property to uh, soda yeah. water as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I'm, yeah. uh, so this I, is going down I a thought, storm. I, I thought that uh, they had got it wrong there. Oh, oh God, no, no, uh, this is perfect. Good. Thank good. you. I'm, I'm more than, uh, so um, are you a gin and tonic drinker all the time? Or what's what's um, the tipple? I was told that this is a good Edinburgh drink because the tonic water hydrates you while you do the damage with yeah. the gin. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like a medicine in a drink. Yeah. Uh, how true that is, I don't know. <laughs> it's um, more of a very comforting lie. Oh, it's, it? yeah, and it's a delicious drink, so it's, yeah, it's good. I say the pod- we we have some generic podcast questions. Uh, and I always like to start with uh, describe your act in three words. Oh, um, it's just that sound. Yeah, <laughs> three, three times. <laughs> um, Bottles being thrown through a skip. <laughs> what did it, somebody described it as? Um, upbeat in demeanour, but sad in words. But that's not three, is it? Upbeat, sad words. Yeah, so I don't know. That sounds like a Morrissey song. Or like, um, like somebody, so what else? Because it, yeah, it's really hard to describe your own stuff. Oh, yeah. When other people tell you what it is. Somebody told me I was like Frank Spencer because <laughs> so many weird things happen to me or bad things and I don't let it touch me. It's, yeah. I just tell it like quite happily. Modern day... That can go in the uh, the Collier Dictionary. (laughs) Frank Spencer, high. uh, high That's one word, yeah. Frank Spencer is very French. (laughs) Frank Spencer is French for Frank Spencer. (laughs) Um, What is the worst gig you have ever done? Um, 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 Oh, there's been plenty. There's been absolutely. What's, what's one of the worst ones? Um, I did a podcast a couple of nights ago, and I told one story there. So I'll try. I'll tell a different one to that. Okay. The one of the worst ones I've had was um, the guy had been promoting it for approximately a year before the gig. Oh my god, that's so weird. And he'd been like sending me flyers on Facebook saying like, please, can you send this out? And it was a really horrifically designed flyer. Oh my god. It was like grey, yellow background, black and white pictures shitty fonts <laughs> you know yeah. what it is and I was just like have oh. you seen my Edinburgh flyer <laughs> <laughs> and so I felt like I did share it a couple of times and he was always tagging me in it so it's like I didn't yeah. need to share it anyway yeah, yeah, going yeah. up on my thing uh, he was a lovely bloke but I just think he hadn't run a comedy gig before and uh-huh. he rang me like nine months before the gig and he's like right so just to let you know what the gig is going to be oh my god it's going to be a con- in a conference centre in Stevenage um, it seats about 400. And I was like, amazing, okay, great. And he's like, and I want you to do 35 minutes. I was like, brilliant, okay. Uh-huh. And he was going to be paying me 100 pounds, which at the time, which was years and uh-huh. years ago, I was like, great, 100 pounds yeah. is 100 pounds. I'm happy to do a gig for 100 pounds. <laughs> yeah, but as you, yeah. And then, so I was fine with that. Um, and then he was like on the phone nine months beforehand. He was telling me like directions from the train station. Oh my god! And I was kind of writing it down in a way like. I've never had to do this for a gig before, and I've gigged all over the place. Like, what's going on? And then it got to the a couple of days before, and he rang me and he said, well, "Now we haven't sold 400 tickets, but the room does fold down. It's one of these conference rooms yeah, that folds down, gotcha. and it will fold down to 200 if needs be. And we've sold 20 tickets, so oh so it should be okay. So I was like, fine, whatever. Like, as long as I'm getting paid, I'll do it. Whatever." And then I get there, and he's like, 
Yeah, we haven't sold 20 tickets. Oh. <laughs> and he shows me, he brings out these two newspapers, two local newspapers, and opens them to these like double sheet spreads of adverts with my face and the other act's face on. And he's like, I don't know what's gone wrong. But, and it's just as if to highlight, like, everybody who read these papers went, well, we're not going to that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like, why are you showing me this? He had like 5,000 flyers printed. Oh my God. For this comedy night. Um, me and the other act weren't famous. There was obviously, we're not names. Yeah. So it's like, it's not going to be a draw, really. I don't know how much tickets cost. Anyway, he said, I come into the room when I arrive and the seats are about 20 feet away from the stage oh my god like yeah. miles away yeah yeah and it's a radio mic oh. <laughs> there's no spotlight it's oh. just a conference room oh. yeah. <laughs> and I was like and how many have you sold and he was like well I've got four people definitely coming oh my god <laughs> a conference room with four people yeah. at the back of the room <laughs> yeah. oh. so while he was explaining to me what like or while he was sort of saying what was going on I was like I'm just going to move some of these chairs forward and so I started moving the chairs close to the stage for the four people that were going yeah. to come they were going to have a great and, time but he was still confident quite near the time that more people were going to come it ended up he said he said to me um, okay it's going to be 12 people now we've managed to get 12 people so I was like okay turned out it was 8 people uh, who were all his friends oh my god and a bouncer 2 bar staff and oh. like oh, his, no. his wife or something like that it was a really it was just like not a gig yeah um, and it was just one row of people all along oh, the front of this thing. Oh my god! And he, I'd been sat in the side room with the papers with the sad adverts. Yeah, <laughs> sad adverts. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, um, right. So I'll do like five minutes at the top, and then I'll bring you on. And I was like, okay. And uh, and then so he go, he goes out, and he li- I was literally in the side room waiting to go on, and he goes, right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a great night of two comedians for you tonight. It's going to be a great night. So please welcome to the stage the first act, Jenny Collier. Five minutes, my ass. Yeah, yeah. So like, not even an attempt at a joke or, a yeah, work, like, yeah. or anything to like warm them up. So I go in, and it's just a row of eight people in a huge conference room. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was up there with oh the kind of 35. I still did it. Did yeah, it. Fair play to you, because like, like, I think anyone else would be like, um, can we not do that? <laughs> I want my £100. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I think if you also dig your heels in and go, we're in this situation, that just made the most of yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think... If you're, yeah. if you're there and... But then again, I think also if it had been, you know, 35 minutes to a conference room of 400 people, that would have been t- hard work anyway. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, having... Yeah having the kind of like the pressure taken off by going well no one's turned up it's kind of yeah. like a, you know you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. so yeah that, that sounds sounds awful yeah but, but it wasn't like a, a standard death yeah, because it wasn't like anybody that there was any, there was no bad will yeah, it was and, just a, yeah. a very badly organised gig but it's like one of those things where it's weird that you for a whole year you're advertising it and then like <laughs> no one turns up that's a very it's like who was he advertising it to his friends yeah you <laughs> shared it on Facebook twice mate <laughs> okay um, sorry that was a really long no, answer no no we, we love long answers um, <laughs> okay okay I've got uh, this one of my new favourite questions free men and a baby scenario uh, if you had to raise a baby with two other comedians what? who would it be uh, but also on top of that who's the funniest uh, who's going to earn uh, the most money and who's, who's going to be the best actual parent oh my god there uh, you yeah. wow anyone any, any comedian you fancy Oh, not, I fancy. No, not fancy. It's like anyone okay. of your choice. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, I definitely can't say anybody I fancy. It's gonna like terrify them. Um, <laughs> Imagine finding that. What? <laughs> um, it's gonna be that guy with the laughter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who would it be? So is it people that I know? Or well, like, whoever, uh, yeah. whoever you like, it could be uh, comedians dead or alive uh, who you think could be quite good or uh, random people. Oh my god! Uh, any, anyone in the comedy industry whatsoever. Wow. Well, me and Larry Dean just decided the other day that we're definitely not having kids, and so okay, um, yeah, but, problematic. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, but he's one of my favourite pals in comedy, so he'd have to be one of them. Yeah. Um, um, maybe him and Jake Howie. Oh yeah, Jake yeah, would be really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're both really funny. They'd both bring in the money. 
but I would they could suckle at my teeth <laughs> that's like they not the baby the baby, <laughs> the baby could suckle at my teeth <laughs> I've never heard it referred to as that before oh gosh sorry <laughs> oh no you're such a delight to speak to Jenny I'm learning a lot <laughs> um, what is the biggest difference between your on stage self and your off stage self um, <laughs> my on, my off stage self tries to be quite polite. Yeah. I think I'm quite like, if I'm meeting new people, or people that I know in like a business context, or the, or people that are my friends, my parents' friends and people. Yeah, yeah. I'm more like polite and quite kind of quiet and reserved, and then. But when I'm on stage, I'm obviously disgusting, and really over, overshare like too much information and, and that sort of thing. But I think it, it is it is me. It's not like I'm I don't put on a persona. Yeah. So you identify pretty much you are pretty much yourself. But yeah. But I th- oh, actually I think on stage I'm probably more positive than I am in because oh, okay. I always like my material is always finding the positives in things and I do try and do that in real life but sometimes in conversations I realize that I'm really obsessing about something and about a negative thing and I and I can't my brain won't switch off it whereas on stage I'd be a pretty bad comedian if that's all I was doing yeah. <laughs> um, so when when you say that you're trying to find the positive things in uh, everything that you write about is that a conscious effort or is it something that you naturally are drawn to I think it's to? naturally yeah I think because it's nicer to hear about like a fun way of looking at something or a, a, like a like when I had the norovirus with the oh, loo I, the loo was really close to the sink and so yeah. it meant that you could sit on the loo and the sink was there <laughs> so that was perfect and then you might talk about it in my show as if like that's like the greatest thing in the world that's but actually it was the most horrendous experience yeah you've got both ends just oh projectiling but it was great that it was such a small bathroom thumbs up but I also think you as a person sell sells positivity so well like uh, oh, as much as like like you you kind of um, you radiate kind of like, again a bit you very radiate that upbeat nature <laughs> it's you know my I mean? yellow jacket yeah, 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 yeah it's your yellow jacket like uh, you should wear it on stage all the time <laughs> I, and I think my blue jacket I feel like a Pokemon trainer a little bit you know what I mean but uh, but yeah I, I don't know I think I don't know I I think you are that off stage as well I oh, think you, I think you do have that I don't know you you have that kind of of, uh, a visceral charm. Oh, you know I mean? stop so, it! Thank you. That's uh, and you look twenty-five. Thanks. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think that's very. Um, it's, it's very very nice to see uh, uh, that as well. Because I I I think I always try to be upbeat, but like. Uh, like sometimes especially comparing like I think it's easy to kind of like snap at people not snap yeah. in the mean way but kind of like say oh that was shit like if you get someone to clap and yeah. they're going to do a half hard it's easy to say that was shit but it's, mm. it's more of a challenge to kind of make the positive out of it yeah, and yeah. I think that's also strengthens an audience as well yeah. it kind of gets them as uh, united as well so I think yeah. it's a really sweet thing to do oh, if you can yeah. be um, like cuddle comedy that's, that's <laughs> um, okay uh, I've got uh, some more questions because I've had the Guinness I don't usually drink during that and I'm just like okay what uh, what routine have you loved but audiences have never grown to um um I don't know maybe you just smashed them all I just smashed them all yeah (laughs) I mean I'm sure there are things that like go down better than others and bits that I I don't know We'll put. We'll put. Uh, we'll we'll Sorry, pass that. No, you can't think of one. Just it's because there's, there's definitely jokes that don't get as much as I want them to, or like. But as a as a whole bit. Well, well, it's it's, 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 it's um, uh, whatever uh, pops <laughs> yeah, in your mind, really. Yeah. Um, what's the worst advice someone's ever given you about comedy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do a gig in a conference centre? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, because everybody's advice is sort of, I suppose, particular to them. So in their context, it is, okay, it, it does you. work. But then there, there was things like, so this fringe, in the build-up to this fringe, I was talking to somebody who directs shows, and he's a TV producer, lovely guy, uh, and obviously knows his stuff. And I said, what advice, what one like little bit of advice would you give to somebody about directing their own show? And he said, just don't do any, like, don't start the show with where are you from, okay. da, 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 all of that sort of thing. Just get straight into the show. So I was like, right. 
And so I went and did a preview and didn't do any kind of crowd work whatsoever, yeah. just jumped straight in. And they hated it. Oh, no. I, actually, I did start it with a, with a different story to what I would normally start it with. But nevertheless, I felt like you have to do something to show that you acknowledge that there are people there. Yeah. And if you just go straight into like, my show is da 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 and like just begin like that, then it can alienate people. And I think, especially for the type of comedy I do, it does rely on me going like, you are people. Yeah. I am here to tell you things. And I hope you enjoy kind of thing. And also, like, again, um, some of the things that you say are kind of like, uh, you know, it's, it's very uh, intimate. Uh, that's a very polite way to say it. But like, uh, like, but it's also, it's intimate, but you're also like a, their friend as well. Mm -hmm. like, and I think you have to kind of treat them as friends. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's what, that's how it gets um, corroborated and then yeah. transferred across. Uh, yeah. But if, it depends, I think it depends on the act. Because some people go straight on and go, bleh, 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 bleh. Yeah. but I also think that just a little bit of, um, I don't know, the right amount of crowd work. Yeah. Can, yeah. Uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think you got. Uh, I, I do agree that you should get into your show quite quickly. Yes. But then again, I think a couple of seconds off the top just to acknowledge them as people. Yes. Is, that's quite. Uh, yeah. It, it just it sets them in the right. Yeah. Get off on the right foot. Exactly right. I think doing like a happy medium. So this year I haven't done any like anyone from further afield yeah. and like really gone into it. I've just, just done Scottish, Welsh, in. Yeah. Like so it is crowd work, but it's kind of guided crowd work. Because the way I do my material as well is like uh, I have the set jokes, but I fillet with questions so yeah. that you can kind of you can spur it out as long as you yeah. want to as well yeah, so, yeah. It, so it's inviting but also you can close it off you have yeah. control as well yeah so. yeah exactly god I sound really smart when I've had I've had half pint of Guinness I'm, I'm, I'm like an academic <laughs> someone's just full on the floor that's what that bang was oh gosh there's going to be so much editing in this podcast uh, okay um, you mentioned Radio X earlier uh, what's your first album you ever bought First album I ever bought myself. Yes. So I was I did ask for a couple of albums, but the first one I ever bought I think was Skunk and Ansi. Oh wow, um, yeah. that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's very cool. Douche. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, what what's what's your ideal walking music? Oh god, I, d I really don't don't have one. Don't mind. Um, oh, what's a typical thing you would walk into? Well, at the moment, it's flipping because I'm doing Shaggers next. They always oh, make, they always make you walk on to fuck the pain away, wow. which is quite a quite a controversial <laughs> number. <laughs> that, yeah. but that's not my normal. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. Imagine just talking about the norovirus. Fuck the pain away. <laughs> um, if you could give one album to your younger self, what would it be? Oh, one musical album. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, let's branch out to comedy albums. Oh, but well. I don't know any comedy albums. I don't know why. Just musical albums. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, let me see. I would probably make them listen to to my younger self. Yeah. God. <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Just feel free to veto oh, at any God, point. Oh, answer now. Uh, it's um. I'm going to ask you now, um, this is a part of the, the podcast I hate the most, but I'm going to do it anyway, but <laughs> I like to ask deep and philosophical questions that I got from a, I got a 10 from an online quiz, and uh, I want to share with you, and uh, uh, just answer it in whatever way you want, it can be one word answers. Okay. Um, is, it worse to fall, uh, is it worse to fail at something, or never attempt it in the first place? Fail. Good. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's all I see. So, I've always wanted that bit to be very rich and herringy, but it never works. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, we're gonna wrap it up relatively soon. However, every single uh, every single episode, we uh, we get a live th signature. So what we do, uh, we get. Um, the, the people tune in for this, right? Essentially, they, they want to hear your signature. Okay. It, it's, it, but it's very interesting because uh, people always have different signatures and different reasons behind the signatures. So that's that's what, what it's there for. But uh, if you can hear it over the noise, go for the money shot. Yes, I don't hear. Yeah. See, that's very regal. That's that's good. But <laughs> it's better than most of them, in all fairness. Uh, oh, it's a really messy one. I've done too many L's. <laughs> <laughs> Clear. <laughs> Oh, costlier. Uh, oh, yeah. Of 
I, I, I do. I tried to ask earlier, but I, I think you're our first Welsh guest. Oh, well. fantastic! Uh, um, well, I, not fantastic. You should have had more. Uh, well, I, yeah, I, I've never been to Wales before. Have you not? No, I've never been. Get yourself over there, man. Where, where would you recommend in Wales? Like, in um, terms, like, uh, what's the most uh, beautiful place in your opinion? The beautiful, the most beautiful place in my opinion is North Wales, um, Snowdonia. Okay, brilliant. I, I will. I will endeavour to check that out. There, uh, yeah. And um, was that a place you, uh, you did boat ticket sales? Um, yeah, so I did that on a, on a little boat in um, in the mountains on the lake. But I was also a potter, a potter <laughs> next to those said mountains and lake. I think you're my new favourite person, really. Like, <laughs> like, your life sounds like a fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. North, it North is. Wales is a fairy tale. <laughs> Um, before we go, uh, firstly, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for enduring the, uh, the loud people. Oh, um, they were someone else. Yeah, well, you know, but um, where can people find you uh, online? Um, they can find me at Jen Jen Collier on Twitter and Instagram, or if they Google Jenny Collier on Google, you'll <laughs> <either> <laughs> if you Google, uh, if you Google me on Google, you'll either find me or somebody who makes clothes out of maps. Whoa! Oh no, that's Jennifer Collier. Yeah, but she's still getting right up in my grill on the. Google alerts. <laughs> There's another Matt Hosk who does comedy who got sued by Hatry Hatry and I get all the hate mail. So, yeah. Wow. Well, I'll tell you that off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah. So I'd like to finish with this question. Thank you for coming on. Uh, How's comedy improved your life or made it worse? Improved. <laughs> Sorry, I had a little, little. That was very traumatic. Yeah, a little bit. No, it wasn't a burp. It was just a little bit of gaseousness. It's improved it. Yeah. Uh, how so? Um, because I always wanted, from quite a young age, to perform. Yeah. And then I couldn't really find a way to do it because if you want to act, then people have to tell you whether you're good enough or not. But to do comedy, you can just go out and do it and do it and do it. <laughs> and then you can be. You start off quite bad, maybe, but yeah. you just get better, and it gives you a little way of doing the thing you want to do. Um, and meeting loads of amazing, cool people. Yeah. Having this huge network of people who feel the same. Uh, and it's great. I love it. And um, did you start out wanting to be an actor? Then, yeah. Uh, and uh, what, yeah. what was that moment you changed? That you didn't want to do acting anymore, that you wanted to do comedy? Um, well, it wasn't that I didn't want to do acting anymore, but acting didn't want me to do it. Okay. Um, so, like, I wanted to go to drama school, but I couldn't get in. And even if I had, I wouldn't have really been able to afford it. So, um, thank you so much for coming on the thanks podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, well, thank you very much. Thanks. That was Jenny Collier, and thank you so much, Jenny, for coming onto the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. And despite the man with the the worst laugh in the world. Uh, it's, it's ha- you know, sometimes I have nightmares and think about that laugh. Uh, oh, God, it was, um, it's kind of embarrassing when you, you're in those situations, but I think uh, we, we both just kind of brushed it off. And I think hopefully you enjoyed it as much as we did as well. Uh, thank you so much for listening, uh, and thank you for being a part of the Drunken Comedian Podcast in 2019. I hope you enjoyed the next uh, run of episodes. Uh, next month's episode will be with uh, Alice Fraser, which is genuinely one of my favorite things in the world uh so do check that out and you can also check out the the podcast give us five stars on itunes if you can also follow us on twitter at drunk on pod on facebook at drunk on pod also follow me on twitter and facebook at matthouse comedy and why don't you check out my website matthousecomedy.com get to see all my live dates and you get to see all the cool stuff i'm doing uh yeah hello uh if you live in the midlands or you want to go to the midlands why don't you check out leicester comedy festival on the 9th and 10th of February, I'm doing three shows. Bam! I've got my brand new show called GCC Revisited. And basically, my, uh, Josh Hart and I, uh, my friend, uh, he, we are doing a show about bad theatre. Like the stuff we did when we were in, uh, in GCC drama and how it actually is in that theatrical. Uh, basically, we are recreating it on stage. It's a very weird project, and I don't think anyone's done anything like it before. Uh, so it's quite innovative. Uh, and, we, and why don't you be the first people to see it at Leicester Comedy Festival on the 9th? It'll be at Kale, uh, K-A-Y-A-L. Um, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right because it's quite Yorkshire the way I'm saying it. Kale, Gale. Uh, I sound like Gale then. Um, but uh, it's there there on the 9th um, as, as part of NCF as well. And on the 10th, I'm doing two shows. I'm doing Viva Las Vegans on the... Um, at two o'clock in uh, in the afternoon, and also my own show, Matt Hoss, a horse, a horse with no name, at uh, four forty as well. 
Uh, yeah, come buy your tickets, guys. It'll be an absolute pleasure to have you. If you are a Drunk Com Pod fan, why don't you let me know? Because say, uh, come afterwards and go, hey, I I like you. And I'll be like, that's a bit much. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll be, yeah. But come along. It'll be great to great, great to hear from you. Uh, any Apart from that, uh, also check out my Viva Las Vegas page. We have loads of gigs going. Uh, and lots, if anything, um, uh, t- too many tickets. Uh, so if you want to uh, take some off my hands, that'd be appreciated. Uh, and also, we're doing another gig in London on the 9th of March. Uh, that is um, called Feste Comedy Club in Holborn with Beck Hill and Darren Walsh. Do check that out. It's £10 a ticket. Really, and it's honestly, it's, it's going to be an awesome lineup. I'll be there comparing. And also, I've got another project lined up. Hey, this guy has ambition. Uh, and it's called Funny Rabbit Comedy Club. That is at, that's in Canterbury. And it's run by myself and Oliver Double and uh, Thomas Blake. And we are we doing kind of an alternative comedy club, but for the modern era, so to speak. And we have some really cool acts coming down. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you're in Canterbury, do check that out as well. Uh, we'll probably be doing a podcast there as well. So if you like me speaking and uh, uh, interested in, like, modern comedy, as hopefully you are uh, for this podcast, if you are not uh, and you're just uh, just trying to find out more details about me or you're, like, a psychopath or something, it just listen to it. It'd be great. Uh, that'd be interesting if you didn't like comedy or me if you listen to this. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Drunken Comedian Podcast. Uh, we'll see you next month. Thank you very much. Bye.